Hello there, Nicola Barden here from Q102's Weekend Buzz. I hope you are all doing really well and thank you so, so much for pressing play today to listen to this episode. Before I let you listen to the whole thing, I just have a little bit of news for you. So if you're a fan of the Weekend Buzz or this is the first time you've ever listened to it, amazing and thank you and scroll back. We've got over 70 episodes there. So there's some great chats for you to listen to from the likes of the cast of SVU, from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Grey's Anatomy, loads of stuff, some amazing singers, reality stars, great in-depth conversations for you to enjoy and I know that's what you're here for so that's why I have to tell you my news I have rebranded the show and it is now strictly podcast so it's no longer on radio it is just podcast and it goes under the name tis yourself so do come and find us we're on um, Instagram and Twitter and obviously all the places that you're listening to podcasts so if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google, Castbox, Good Pods, Spotify we are there I am there with my over 50 guests, fantastic guests. You're going to love some of them. They're absolutely amazing. So we've got some of the cast from like Games of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yes, Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. Can you believe it? Uh, Some amazing singers like Shane Ward, Matt Cardle are there. We have the actor Jerry O'Connell, who had some surprising roots to Ireland, you won't believe. We have... The likes of Tom Lenk from Buffy, who played Andrew. Um, if you're Irish, you'll know the names James Patrice, Trisha's Transformation, Tommy Fleming, the Nolan family. There's loads and loads of stuff in there. We've Sarah Jane Dunn from Hollyoaks. We've got some cast of EastEnders. So there's a real mix of Irish, UK, US guests. And we're just adding to them every single day. We're getting some new guests. Season four is just about to be launched. So come and join me. I'm over here waiting for you to discover me. That's Tiz Yourself with me, Nicola Barden. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Weekend Buzz with Nicola Barden. You're very welcome back to the Weekend Buzz here on Dublin's Q102. And we're chatting with Rory Cowan. He was just before the break talking about how he started into Fair City. So... Obviously, uh, this is quite new for you yes. going into Fair City. Yes. Um, as you were saying, it wouldn't have happened if you'd stayed with Mrs. Burns' boys. No, not at all. None, none of the things that the good things that happened to me. Um, the three fabulous gigs, like the two pantos, mm. which were huge in the Olympia, they were yeah. very successful. And uh, Gogglebox. No, I was in, I was doing Gogglebox. I should say. Um, there's, I wouldn't have written the book. Yeah. There would have been no need for me to do that, or um, I wouldn't have been approached to do it, and I wouldn't have um, been offered Fair City either so I wouldn't have been doing that so life has turned out much better than I expected it to after Mrs Brown's Boys much better than I expected because when you were um, obviously after your mum passed away and you knew you were going to write that you were writing this book then there's the suppose of the what do I do after that and then that's obviously where Fair City came in well I had planned to take a year off when I left Mrs Brown's (laughs) Boys but that didn't work out because then I I, well it sort of did because I wasn't doing anything else I was doing I I filled in in the panto when Al Porter left and I was just filling in to keep everybody to keep the show on the road Caroline Downey asked me would I do mm. it and I said yeah I will to keep because all the dancers and the, the actors and the front of stage people and the bar staff mm. they were dependent they're own they're not full-time employees they're as they're as they're, they're working as they needed yeah and if they were expecting money to come in at Christmas and it wasn't coming in 
that's and they couldn't get on other shows because all the other shows were booked yeah it's a lot of people so without. a lot of people without work and I said I'd do it and I did it for two years they were very very successful mm. and then I wrote the book and that seems to be going very very well and now there's Fair City like I mean I'd never planned anything yeah. but I, when they when an opportunity comes I will grab it and I'll do my best and it seems to work that works yeah. for me it obviously does because other people go and they leave a big show like that and it's a case of you're only ever connected to that show yeah. but you quite easily have slotted in now. Yeah, to other things, yeah. yeah. So tell me, when you got, when did you get the call about Fair City? Well, what happened with Fair City was when my mother died, I thought to myself, I, now I want to go back working. This was about February, March this year. I said, now I, I want to go mm. back working. And I thought, what could I do? And I said, well, no matter what I want to do, if I just send a note or send an email, I'm Rory Cowan. Um, I used to play Rory Brown and Mrs. Brown's Boys. Mm. That's going to grab everyone's attention. So whoever I send an email to, they will reply. I knew that. Yeah. And um, so I thought, well, I don't want to go touring again because no matter what show I get, it's not going to be as big as Mrs. Brown's Boys. So there's no point in doing that. Yeah. And then I thought, well, I'm not going to go into a sitcom because I've done that mm-hmm. and uh, there's no point it's not going to be as big as Mrs Brown's Boys so I'm not going to do another one um, so I was ruling things out yeah. and then I was seeing what was left and I thought okay well there's soap operas I could do and then I thought no I don't want to go to England so that was ruling out all them that was ruling out approaching Coronation Street Emma Daly Stenders mm-hmm. um, Hollyo and all them it was yeah. just because I thought well I'd have to go over there for five days and then come home with the weekends and then go back again and I know I have two cats I can't do that <laughs> so I was thinking what am I and I thought okay what I have to do what would make me happy is to work in Ireland and not have to travel again and not have to do all that yeah. again so I got in touch with Fair City and I said hi I'm Rory Cowan I was Rory Brown I have an idea for a character and um, it was the most bizarre thing how things worked out because they became aware that I was looking for work Mm. and the idea for the character I had was of no interest to them Um, but then they got back to me very soon afterwards and says actually there is a storyline that might be of interest but it's a bit close to the bone we're doing a dementia storyline and I immediately said if it's a part for me I'll take it because I know that Fair City doing this as a storyline and then at the, at the end going to say and if you're affected by this this is a number you can call to for whatever I thought that's going to do much more than all the amount of interviews I could do <clears throat> it's going to be massive yeah. and I also thought that and it worked out so well because Geraldine Plunkett who's in it and she's the woman that they're saying has dementia her character has dementia I'm talking to Geraldine Geraldine's in the whole of her health. I'm talking to her. This is how amazing she is. Yeah. I'm talking to her and we're running lines before we start. And in this four beats, the, the director says, we're ready to go in three, two, one, action. And in that four beats, three, two, one, action, Geraldine Plunkett, she, I can see her body shrinking and she just, her face blanks out and she just becomes this old woman with dementia. And she does that in four beats. And I'm looking at her going, how the hell does she do that? I don't yeah. know. So I've ruined more scenes because I'm looking at her going in amazement. And that's not supposed to. And they say, OK, we we'll go again. And I'm saying, I'm terrible, sorry. I'm terrible, sorry. <laughs> but the whole thing is, she is so brilliant. Yeah. That I'm ama- and I'm right beside her when this happens. And I don't know how she does it, but she does it. Mm. And she is absolutely amazing. And were you worried about it being close to the bone? No, I wasn't because, well, I'd lived through it. So no matter what 
they were going to do, it would bring back memories. Yeah. That's all it would do. And um, I, I was able to deal with them when they were in real time, so I'd be able to deal with the memories if they came back. I had no problem with that. Um, what I did have a problem with was going into Fair City and... I'm used to just barging in the door, waving my arms around, going, how are you, mammy? Being very animated, screaming and running back out the door again. And none of that works in Fair City. Not one bit of it works yeah. um, because you've got to be... Much, you have to bring everything back. Mm. But the other actors were very generous. They were giving me tips because I was thinking, what do I do with my hands? I mm. can't just... Because I'm used to waving them around. <laughs> and I even talk. As I'm here, I'm talking. My hands are, are flapping about the place. So to act without moving your hands, I thought... And they were, they were like end of oats would say to me, well, do something with your hands. Just tap your finger, your thumb on your finger, your big finger. That means you're doing something, but the camera's yeah. not picking it up. And I'm going, and I'm doing it, and I'm going, this is amazing. This is a fabulous, simple little tip yeah. that they don't teach you in drama school. And then I would... Uh, other ones would say to me, oh, there's a wide shot coming up now. You have to have a reaction there. And if you don't, they don't get the scene that they want. And they will, they're doing this. The, the actors are so kind. Yeah. But you don't really see in other things. Yeah. Um, it's Everyone's usually a director who will tell you what to do. Um, but these actors, are, they just want you to be as good as you can be. And they're very, very generous. And so I love that. I, so I'm, And I'm also going to work... And we go in there in the morning and it's a, I'm not used to a seven o'clock call, so that means I'm getting up at half five and I'm not used to that. Mm. And uh, I'm still not used to it. <laughs> but I go into work and when you go in, you walk in the door and on your right-hand side, there's the wardrobe department and there's a few people living in there, working in there and they're going, hey, Rory, morning, Rory, morning, Rory. And I'm answering them all, good morning, good morning, good morning. I go up this one flight of stairs and right in front of me is the makeup room. Mm. There's five makeup people in there and there's... Uh, five people sitting in the chairs, five actors, and they all go, good morning, Rory, good morning, Rory. And I'm going, good morning, good morning, good morning. I get to my dressing room within two minutes of getting to RTE, and I'm going, this is going to be a lovely day. Yeah. I've had to say to about 20 people, good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> and it's brilliant. It's just, I love it. And I'm laughing now. I'm going in and we have great laugh. The actors are brilliant. And I realised I haven't laughed properly in a few years, but now I am. Yeah. And it's just, it's a lovely job to have. It's fabulous. I love it. And the, the storyline that they're doing is just going to be amazing. It's yeah. going to be brilliant. And it's going to raise... Because if I'm looking at it thinking, that's my mother did that. I know that all the people, those 300,000 people who are out there caring for family, a loved one that has dementia in Ireland, they're going to be looking at it and going, that's my family. That's my... Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that happened to us. That's, my, that's like similar to where, what happened in their family. Yeah. And that is a wonderful thing that Fair City are doing. I just think it's amazing. It's, it's absolutely brilliant that they're doing this. And who's the... You can see you laughing. Who's the funniest one who keeps you chuckling then? Um, in, the, in the show itself, um, well, there's a guy who plays the detective and his name is Nigel Mercier. Mercier. Sorry, Nigel Mercier. He's from Limerick. Yeah. And he is hilarious. And uh, the guy that I've been doing a lot of scenes with is... Uh, oh, God, what's his name? Uh, da, 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 it's gone now. Oh, it's, it's, it's gone. I know, just know his character. It's own. And his name is... Ah, Rowley. Rowley. Um, Alan. Alan. 
Howley, Alan Howley. God, I might be getting a banger to mention myself. God, I couldn't remember his name because I was sort of we shared dressing rooms and stuff like that. And I just we laugh. Yeah. We and Amelia who plays Katie, she is so funny. She, she is. is so She's funny. Lovely. And they're they're but they're all lovely. There's nobody mm. there. You would think out of such a huge cast and crew, there's mm. going to be a few that are just I don't like them. They yeah. don't they don't rub off against they rub against or rub I'm in against it this me the wrong long. way. I'm no, there's no. none of that. They are all fabulous. This is an it's a wonderful gig to have and mm. I hope it goes on for a long time because I will not I've given up everything else. Yeah. Because I look on these things, the book, which is Mrs. Cowan's boy and it's uh, again my life interwoven with stories about my relationship with my mother and Fair City is a dementia storyline mm. I never if you read the book you'll see that I never took any career advice from anybody least of all my mother <laughs> I followed my own path and everything but I think these are gifts from her from beyond and I don't care if people think I'm mad I think no. these are gifts from my mother she's looking after me now even now, now that she's dead she's yeah. still so I've got this book out and I've got Fair City and I've given up everything else I've the, the they asked me to go back and do the Olympia Panto this year. I said no. Um, I couldn't do Gogglebox. On, well, I would have liked to do that, but I couldn't do that because Fair City couldn't release me because my call times are seven in the morning and that could go on all day. Yeah. So I couldn't do that. And... Um, anything else that I was asked to do and I was asked to do a load of things and I just turned them all down because these are the two things I'm concentrating on promoting this book now that it's out but also Fair City because that storyline is that dementia storyline is very close to me very close to my heart and, yeah. and to consi- my life and, and I want to do that how like you felt at the end of Mrs. Brown's Boys how bored and stuff you are you can see how the book and the Fair City has got you animated it's got you oh, passionate Fair City is unbelievable because like I could I couldn't tell you what the storylines are because, and it's not because I, there's a, there's a rule which I believe there is, but I've never been told. <laughs> there's a rule you don't give out spoilers or you don't say what's happening. I actually don't know because they don't film them in order. Yeah. So I'm in the scene, and <clears throat> I said to the director, "This person that I'm in the scene with, and we're very friendly in the scene, like we're act- acting like best friends. I've never met them. I don't. I said this is my first day to even meet them in real life, but I said I've never met their character. And he says, "No," he says, "But by the time this is broadcast you will you will have met them and you will have struck oh, up a yeah. and I said oh okay and then there might be things where you'll be filming outside mm. and you're going okay um, what's this what's this about this is not related to anything I've mm. been doing before and they say I know um, well the weather is okay now but in November and December and January it won't be okay so we'll film a lot of stuff now and I'm going okay so <laughs> all I need to know from they tell and they're great I just I'm walking into a scene and I say where am I coming from <laughs> because it's like that would sort of say it to you do you know what I mean yeah. you've just been coming from if it was if it was something like around the pub that would dictate how you'd enter a yeah. place and how you deliver your lines or if they say oh you're just coming from a nice walk in the in the park or something mm. like that you just stroll in Sandra and you're fine <laughs> But you don't know where these things fit yeah. in. So I couldn't tell you. I've like even if I I don't even know myself the things I've done. <laughs> and then when they say, right, that's it, we're moving on, you forget what you've done and you move on to the next scene. <clears throat> and it's a lovely way to work. It's yeah. brilliant because it never gets boring. And you also watch the telly, then you go, Jenny, <clears throat> I barely remember filming that and then you're like, Oh, that went with that. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. So I haven't a clue because things are so out of sync and there's like as I said, there's characters in there, but I I'm doing these scenes where I'm oh you're great friends with them and I'm going I've never met them before before today I've never met them as real people or them as I've never met their character I don't even know what this is and they say no 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 don't. it'll all make sense when it's broadcast so I couldn't so when yeah. people say to me what's happening I haven't a clue 
I haven't a clue at all. And I think that's best because I have a big blabber mouth I and I would say, say things. There's the, you'd be ended up sitting here and you'd be like, I think it's just because this person dies and you're, I'm like, what? And you're like, oh, <laughs> you'd end up letting it slip for me. <laughs> well, you see, no, I would because I would, I, I, I would just talk and I would say something. But I haven't, I genuinely haven't a clue what's happening but except for some of the scenes with Geraldine Plunkett which I love and she is like she's a national everyone knows her she's yeah. a national treasure she was in Glen Row for years now she's in this and all the stage work I remember seeing her in Juno in the Paycock years ago and she was an amazing stage actress mm. as well I mean and this thing this one this uh, storyline that she's doing which we're only starting off on yeah. but this storyline that she's doing I'm watching her acting and I guarantee you, if there's a nif to go for best actress for something in a continuing drama she has to win that or they have to give her a lifetime achievement award or something yeah. because she I'm looking at her and I am amazed at how she does things she is brilliant she's absolutely brilliant and I'm just looking at her going I shouldn't even be in this scene because I can't even come close to what she's doing because I don't I'm, and she does it she just appears as this woman with dementia and believably I believe that when we're acting I actually believe this woman has dementia and there's nothing wrong with her she's in the whole of her health she's perfect but she's can, she's such a brilliant actress maybe she's it read makes your you book believe. and it she's knows, makes you believe. taking tips from your book she's like oh, <laughs> oh I invited her to my book launch but she couldn't go because she was going to something in the concert hall and I get, and, and I get, I get it's fine like she's out all the time I mean that woman has a, has a social life that a 20 year old would be jealous of I mean she's fabulous I yeah. just I love her but she's an amazing actress she is no she's brilliant and as you said she's been like she's treasure she's been in everything oh yeah and tell me um, going back to the book if people are thinking if they got it are you going to do any more signings or are they done now or what's the no point? I'm going to do as much as I can I was at the Easton's um conference in uh, Kildare in a castle down in Kildare last a few days ago and I met all the people and I said if you want me to just go down to your shop just to walk in and sign stock I will do it and they all said yes so I'm filming in Fair City next week and then I have a week off or a couple of weeks off and I'm just going to travel around the country going into bookshops oh, and just signing actually I went into Hodges and Figgis and this was very funny um, I went in on the day the book was released because I went down around all the bookshops and I'm just trying not to do cartwheels that's my book that's my book but I went into and I had my sharpie and I went over and I just opened the books there was a big rack of a big pile of them on a the table as you go in the front door so I started signing them and this fella came running over he thought I was defacing the books <laughs> came over and says what are you doing I said I'm signing books and he just ran off and he, <laughs> he got the manager and the manager came over and said can I help you and I said yes I said this is my book I'm just signing them and he says oh well he says we better go and get the um, signed by the author sticker so he said <laughs> <laughs> so I just walk, so I just walk into bookshops and start signing them oh my <laughs> so God. that's it you if won't, you won't even know you'll just see me walking into a bookshop and signing so they can, anyone can walk up to you actually after here I'm going down to uh, WH Smith's in uh, uh, Arnott's they don't know but I am going down to start signing because I signed some in the airport the other day so and they told me they had a place in Arnott's so I'm going down there now and I'm going to start signing books I don't even know who the man I won't even ask for the manager no, I'll just, just start signing in. and if you see someone walking by with an Easton's bag reach in take out your book and just be like excuse me there how yeah. are you getting on sign that yeah that's what I'm going to do so if any uh, bookshops are listening they can contact you oh definitely contact yeah. just contact Gil and say do you want me down I will go down I will travel anywhere because after Christmas it's not going to be 
there's a short shelf life yeah. for this to promote this book and I'm doing everything I can because I don't know if I'm going to have a second book so I want to make sure again like with my mother when she died I had no regrets because I did everything I could mm. and I wanted to, when she was alive I wanted to make sure that there would be no regrets so I did everything yeah. because when somebody dies you get these little niggling thoughts if I'd have said that did I shouldn't have had that row I should if I'd have done that and these are things you can never resolve because yeah. the other person is dead but they keep you awake at night I've no, I've had a, I've slept very well since my mum died um, because I did everything I can and the same with this book and not a, a different way but the same with this book I don't want to regret in January it might have sold better or it might have been if I had done this I'm doing everything I'm yeah. doing everything to promote this because it is my first book and it could be my only one I don't know and you're like if I went to, if I'd gone down to that bookstore in yes. Clare or in if I'd have done Mulligar more if I'd have done if I'd done that interview or if I had done this or if I had to have made more effort to get out it might have done so I'm just going to do everything and then if the book like even if it's doing well but if it, if it didn't do as well as you expected or something like that you say well it just didn't happen I've, I've done everything I could yeah, well, and you're, that's it you're raising the awareness through the book and through the show so yes. this is what you wanted you yes wanted that's to exactly do what I wanted and, and I gave up everything else to do those things when I got those two, two things and that's all I'm concentrating on because they're gifts from my mother and you're you're really she's living on through oh, the years. Oh, I guarantee is. you. I, she's they're gifts from my mother, and I would be a fool to turn. I'd never listen to her. She wanted me to work in a bank. I wanted a job in a record shop. <laughs> so I never, I never followed. I never listened to her. But I listen to her now that she's dead because I know she's given me gifts. So I'm going. That's what I'm concentrating on only. Well, I hope this book gets to number one. Oh, so do I. And, <laughs> so does Gil. <laughs> so does Gil, yeah. <laughs> well, I've no doubt it'll definitely, and it'll help raise awareness, and obviously with the storyline, that'll be brilliant. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Cowan's Boy, out now, all the bookshops. Yeah. And if you go down to Arnott's or any of the WH Smiths, you might get some... Uh, <laughs> get some signed ones. Signed ones that the, that the manager might not know about. <laughs> Thanks. Right, thank you so much for coming no, in. No, thank You're you. So that was good. a very enjoyable interview. Oh, Thanks very much. Same as we've been chatting for way too long. I've probably kept you all oh, day. Oh, no, no, you haven't. <laughs> Rory Cowan's book out now, and uh, you've been listening to The Weekend Boys here on Dublin's Q102, and I'll chat to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It really means a lot to me and I really hope you enjoyed it. Do scroll back and see if there's anything else that you might enjoy. And before I let you go, do remember to come and find me on my new podcast, Tis Yourself. Again, talking to celebrities, this time a lot more in depth. So there might be longer episodes there. And we're talking about what was life like before they became famous, the different alternative roads they could have went down, how life changed for them for good and bad. And so, so, so much more. And of course, the thing that they're best known for. So come and find me, Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden. And I really hope you'll enjoy the new episodes. They're up to date. They're brilliant. There's some great people there. And I'd love your support. So please do come find us. That's Tis Yourself with Nicola Barden.